Remember when we went to the Big Four? You were there. We yeah, were there yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys? Did you guys go? I didn't. It was go. just it was just me and this group. All yeah. right. So Eric, me, Rob, we made the smart choice as older men to buy the the VIP ticket and be up front for the Big Four and not be among the populace in the back of the. You know, we were in in uh, in the the in people. Yankee Stadium. Well, we were on the we were on the floor, but we were in the VIP floor, which was like right in front of the yeah, stage. Yeah, like we were thirty feet from the stage at all times. Right, anyway, you could get up to the you could get up to the front and and it. So so one of the funny Greg tail tell the story because this show is fun. and there's a video of this you could watch because it was one the of Anthrax the, thing. No, like when no. well, so Anthrax oh, okay. plays. Anthrax is the first band to play. And they come out, and then like there's a when they're doing Indians, there's a big circle pit going on. Yeah, they stop the song, and, and Scott's like, "We need to see that circle pit." Yeah. And so yeah. the everybody in the like so there's like a huge violent pit going on behind us, behind the barricade of all like the young that's, people. That's general admission floor. And like, they're just us. like you know that yeah. this is happening, and then our pit, like where we are, is the old over forty guys, and like they're <laughs> Grandpa definitely pit. working out. There's a guy doing this. Like, <laughs> but pit. I mean, like, it's it's anyway seconds of fury, and then and fish- then. And then it's like yeah, it's holding, holding their back and all their stomach. Yeah. And so our uh, Kent was with us, and he's like, "Dude, these guys just didn't do the cardio to get ready for this thing." <laughs> there was, there was, it was like it, the pit was really scary for like you know the first fifteen seconds of a song, and then everybody was just laying out. So, yeah. but by, by the time it got to Metallica, the pit Everyone in the was, VIP yeah. section was such like a. Like a, just like the <laughs> weakest pit there could possibly be. It was so so lame. But that's that's good. That's, that's where I, I am. Huh? I wouldn't want to. Maybe that's why they anymore. they won't do that anymore. Metallica won't do it. The big well, Slayer's done. But even so, like they won't do so, it. So this was a Yankee show. Stadium, like, and they, Slayer was done they, when we saw they them. Still make Stadium. Wait, who played first? It was yeah, it was Anthrax. Then Megadeth. Yeah, and so so then they're in New York and and they make Anthrax. Start the show. I think that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, you since gonna, they're they're probably gonna the, put my Megadeth, second favorite. You're going to put Megadeth ahead of Anthrax. I would I mean, not that's... put them on the fucking show. But... Oh, I beg <laughs> to differ. You know what? They it's were Rob and I. Yeah, Rob and I went. I know Eric. I think you went and took a dump we during Megadeth. Or, no, we I went. Converts. I went and met Anthrax. Is what I was going to do. But Rob and I were definitely there to hate Megadeth. Like we were like ready to have the thumbs down. And then Chris Chris Broderick came out and won our heart. Unbelievable. Like, and and oh, Mustaine. My my cousin works for the company that that books Metallica, and he told us he's like, I don't know if Mustaine's coming or not because he's yeah, got it was like a, close a serious call. neck injury, and he may not even show up. Yeah, so he came out gonna, maybe, and he was in obvious pain through the whole thing, and he soldiered through it, and and their set was great, and like they they killed it. I I they went from did. hating them to like I went Agreed. and bought all their albums when I left that. They so. they were way better than Slayer. <laughs> I, I Slayer I thought phoned Anthrax, it in. I thought Anthrax was incredible. And that's always great. And yeah. they just, I mean, it was such their show because it was in New York. Yeah. 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 Slayer was disappointing and Metallica was amazing. Mm. So I don't know how yeah. I'd rank. I mean, Metallica, just because of the spectacle of the whole thing, probably yeah. was the best. I, yeah. I think when Metallica came out, they had like a completely different PA. The whole thing went like from like here to like <laughs> yeah. up there. Yeah. That's about right. Like, I wonder yeah. if Metallica's going to be any good. Like, holy crap. Like, this is a whole different show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. still have the board recording from that show. Rob bought it after. It is, um, it's like my favorite Incredible. recording of them. Amazing. Yeah, that's really good. All right, this has nothing to do with clutch. We should be talking about clutch now. <laughs> I can, I, I could if I wanted to. I have one of the big, one of the, one of the black balls that came out of the end where they just. Oh. I had I grabbed one of those. I have it on my, like right. Behind. I I am we so glad picks. that we went to that show. Yeah. Like that is that is one of the all time best shows I've ever seen ever. Yep. 
that was 2011, which was the best year of concerts because I saw that. And then in December, I saw them on the 30th anniversary at the Fillmore in San Francisco with Tim. Tim went to all four nights. I went to the first night. I went to all four. That same year. So like that year is, and also wow. saw Deftones and Dillinger Escape Plan one in, in uh, October that year. So amazing yeah, you got it really cool stop going to conscious after that because you're gone yeah i know I'm like I've, I, that's the pinnacle at that point <laughs> that's what my wife said she's we Actually, saw the 30th anniversaries and she, she's like well i'm done with metallica now i'm retired from metallica shows you can't top that one actually that is a whole probably a, a, con, a concept for a whole other podcast is that rob and i have this ongoing debate about like do you give up like we, so we like in 2008 we went to see iron maiden at at merriweather right it was a somewhere back in time tour and we were in the exact front row for the whole night. It was, you know, the set list, the same set list as like World the uh, Slavery World Slavery Tour. Tour. I, you know, I caught a wristband from the bass player. And like, we were like jumping up and down the whole time. Like, and the, after that, Rob's like, I'm never seeing them again. It's never going to, and I there's haven't. no way it's possibly going to be nope, this good right. again. And I haven't, and I won't. I, that's so do you, you guys <laughs> that's, that's so made that mistake with Rush. I we watched Rush. I watched Rush crash right into the ground, and I wish oh. I didn't see maybe the last three years. But do you I guys think I agree? Saw Rush thirteen, fourteen. I don't. Times I don't and, agree. No, only because no. like my favorite bands, I'm going to see them as many times as I can before they retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless so. unless it gets to be a, a like a, you know a comical or just like okay, this is this is becoming. What if they become thing. a farce? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, but I, well, that well Maiden, Maiden still puts on a hell of a right. show. Like, yeah. yeah. Show, I mean, well, Joe just went to fucking England to see Maiden. So, <laughs> I thought their last tour was great. Yeah, yeah. And the this new tour, one, this tour amazing. is this set list is even better. Oh, yeah. I, I, but the balance is so like so like for example, and so this is I think maybe Rob certainly would disagree with me, but like. Van Halen, like the last time, like the Van Halen, you know, when he was alive, obviously, when they came to around last time, Dave, he was definitely like he could not sing at all. It was oh, yeah. he, he was oh, awful. Yeah. I but, remember videos of that. Yeah. But I, 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 and like nobody would go with me. I went alone. I'm like, I have to go because I cannot not see Eddie Van Halen. But yeah. the show was like Dave Lee Roth, you know, was a shell of himself. When and he was, when he was, was that? Because when we it saw was, them in 07, they were nope, pretty good. It was, it was two tours past that because like they went in 2015 or something like that. Jeez, whatever the last tour they did, it was all like a B sides tour. It was a bunch of different like collection of songs. Okay. But the point was like I went because I wanted to see Eddie, right? Yeah. But like you know, you know, following like sort of you know maybe I should have kept off seeing them after the first David Lee Roth reunion show, or mm. maybe after I saw them at Monsters of Rock or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, it's a tough choice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, Eddie Van Halen is something like, even if the show sucked, you still have to go see that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, like, wouldn't wouldn't it be worth to see Metallica any uh, time Metallica's going to play ever, mm-hmm. forever? I mean, for regardless? me, yeah. yes, for me, yeah. yes. Yeah. Unless unless it becomes like a Motley Crue situation where like it, you know like and it will. Vince Neil and it, and it will. So I don't think it will. Not with Metallica. Not with Metallica. I don't think Metallica will. I think they'll know. I mean, I don't, I don't. I can't see James coming out and singing as poorly no. as as Vince Neil has been singing Vince lately. Neil, no, or them, I think they'll. Or I think they would recognize it themselves. That, that, yeah, that it sounds well, that. Bad. I don't think they're going to play the pre-recorded tracks like Motley. No. no, I think there's enough integrity there. They wouldn't do that. All right. So last, before, the last part of this concept before we jump to clutch is because I'm just <laughs> sure you guys' opinion on this is. So I've, as an older man now, and I'm older than you guys, but you guys are still old. Is uh, <laughs> I don't think you're older than me. Or well, are you? What you're I mean older by that, than, you're older than Victory as Records. Old guy. As Tony Victory. <laughs> well, I mean, he, <laughs> he was a hundred years old when I met him. <laughs> is uh, year old. Did you actually meet him? Maybe you met a double. Maybe it was his dad. 
Maybe it was his dad. <laughs> his dad. Yeah. <laughs> The you whole know, time. actually, his dad might have been. Or so anyway, um, but anyway, um, is uh, I used to have this <laughs> other hard line where, like, a, you know, band will put out a new album, and I'd be like, ah, you know, this just, I'm not buying it. It's not as good as the old album, or it's not like whatever. And like, so my concept of that has changed dramatically in the last few years. And like, so like the new Metallica album came out, and like, there's obviously people on Instagram that hate it, and people on YouTube that hate it. But to me, my and and like the same thing with the new Iron Maiden album, whatever is I'm deciding that like any new Iron Maiden, any new Metallica is better than no new Iron Maiden and no yeah. new Metallica. And I'm going yeah. to listen to it. Agreed. And I'm going to give it like, you know, maybe maybe I'm not going to love it as much as this stuff, but I love those guys and I love that sound. So anything that I can get of that is worth listening to. So yeah, like yeah, the new I Metallica think... album, I think if you were to like my review, nickel review of it is like, you know, it's not, the black album it's not you know masters of puppets maybe it is like a loose collection of riffs but it's still it's pretty darn good you know i mean it's definitely better than some of the other stuff that's out there and it's better than no new metallica and exactly. i would definitely yeah. put it on and play it loud and i'd love to go see it perform live yeah yeah, yeah. i think i mean I, we've gotten to the point now where of course they're never going to top their best albums we all know that mm -hmm. like they're not going to put out what? A, a master of puppets part two you know like it's no. not going to happen so I agree with you. Like, it may not be the best album they've ever put out, but it's it's a damn good album. I mean, yeah, it's a really it's, good album. Uh, it's well, about the, as the, the other at this age. Some but bands. the other corollary to that, though, though, is you never, you know, I'm going to throw this out there: is that you never know. I mean, this is just the other one. Like, you know, is the band done? And I'm just going to tolerate them, which I'm thinking of some of these. Worship music by Anthrax. I was just going to say oh. that. Oh, yeah. Out of yeah. nowhere. I mean, they I would say it's, the, I, I would even, yeah. I even think it might be their best album. I oh, will say it. crazy. You but can make I, an argument not. that it's, it's my second favorite. Because it fits, it fits Joey Belladonna's voice. Their favorite. Yeah. Because Joey Belladonna is singing in his actual singing range. I mean, the songwriting is still, when Scott Ian played with the damned things or whatever it was and played with that dude from Fallout Boy and learned how to write poppy like metals i mean i don't know what else to say like they're very digestible like really awesome very short really great metal songs well charlie writes writing. a lot of the music actually i don't know how much scott wrote on that album but charlie uh, is i guess like... i should look but i mean that that yeah. record I, I love it i mean it's definitely one of their best i wouldn't say it's their best record because there's so much mm. you know i'd rank there's... it three i think i think uh, uh among the living Sound of White Noise is probably my second favorite, actually. And no then, kidding! Wow. Yeah, and then it's uh, a great album. Oh, it's so mm -hmm. good. Yeah, and but then, coming out with an album that good that late in your career. Oh yeah. The last, oh, the last oh, yeah. two, the last two Anthrax albums are two of my favorite. Yeah, no, they're, 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 they're all really good too. But, it, but it's favorite. not, it's Maybe. not common. I mean, wait. So I'm gonna bring it back. Anywhere. But it's bringing not. it back to Metallica though is aside from the, uh, you know, so I still I like the songs on their last few albums, but what I also love more than the songs is this album and the album before it have the production value of these two albums to me is like what oh, I yeah. view in my head that Metallica needs to sound like. So I, I got to, I, I remember listening to like hardwired when it came out and like, I don't know if I really like this song this much, but I cannot stop listening to the sound of the drums and the sound of all these guys playing together. Cause it just sounds yeah. perfect to me. It's just yeah. perfect. And, and this new that, album was like that, like it maybe rise. I, I mean, it just sounds great. So, yeah. so, so, so I think Spit Out the so, Bone is like the best one they wrote in 20 years. 
Well, yeah. anyway, so maybe I, I'm we're, we're really, really segueing on this, but I just want to say like, that's a good. <laughs> I have a way to bring it back. Don't worry. But that's a much different takeaway that, like, if you were to put like high school Greg, like Metallica after this album, no way. Like now, like this one, like that's your brother. I mean, listen, you idiot. You. Listen to the production value of this because it is <laughs> killer. Every song is killer. Sounds perfect, and and it sounds like it's supposed to sound too. Like the same thing with um. You know, guitar solos could be more technical. You know, vocals could be a higher and different register. But this is the sound. I want to hear Metallica sounding like this. Yeah. Exactly like in this register. And it's perfect for me. So old yeah. me, I'm going to take it every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's three out of four of the guys that played on Kill Em All. I mean, yeah. it's fucking awesome. Yeah. 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 My segue is, if you want to talk about a band that's still writing good stuff late in their career, there's a band mm-hmm. called Clutch. And uh, their last two albums have been very, very good. In fact, Book of Bad Decisions is is up there for me as one of my favorites. I mean, seriously, so, like the like, last how, one. how many bad albums do they have? Do they? They have you know, a few. They, they went through a period. Yeah, they went through yeah. A period sure. from like 2011. Yeah. To, Before like, we get into their their discography, can you guys just tell me like because Rob and I were not into Clutch, so where did how did you guys even get into Clutch? Okay, so can I tell the story, Tim? <laughs> Someone should tell it. Okay. A young Jedi named Darth Vader. Yeah, you can tell the story. <laughs> we went to story see Voiv- time with Eric. We went to see Voivod, of all <laughs> bands, in 1993. Another band who keeps putting out good stuff. Yeah. And, yes. uh, really? And yes. the, op- the, the, opening, the opening band, I don't think we'd heard of them. I don't, I think, I don't think we'd heard from, I know we, our friend Seth listened to Clutch a lot, but I don't think we'd heard, mm-hmm. heard them yet. And we got there and we saw the opening band and once we heard the song Binge and Purge, which is on yes. this album. Oh, that's a great song. We were like, Holy shit! <laughs> they got got about halfway through when, he's when like, they got to that. Come on, motherfucker! Come on, motherfucker! We're like, oh my oh, god, what's happening right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that opened our eyes to this band big time. Um, and we didn't even know at the time that they were a local band. Like we didn't know they were from no, Maryland. Didn't know who this band was not, not a clue. Um, so I think that and then our we have a friend Seth Lake who was into some bands, and he was he was really into them and. Um, but yeah, it just took off from there. Like we just started following them from that point on, and uh, yeah, we actually we saw them in '94 open up for Sepultura, which is funny enough. Um, yeah. So. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, because because I I didn't know. I think Rob and I. I think the first time we learned about Clutch, at least for me, my memory is, we wound up we we opened for Super Diamond at the 9:30 Club, and when we were there, we made friends with the people that were. Um, you know, the sound guys, Gus, he just died, the sound guy. And mm. they were all super friendly and nice. And I was asking when we were, you know, and then, you know, there's so much downtime when you're playing in music. So I asked a few of the, either like the sound guy, the lighting guy, and like different security guys, like, you know, uh, we we're talking about the history of the club and shows they've seen. And I asked them all, like, and we also, after that, we came back, we played at a wedding or the sound guy, then the sound guy, the guy, the man, the, the ticket manager. Guy, yeah. Yeah, so we wound up doing a wedding there, and we wound up interacting with the same people again. So it was either one of these two times. I wound up sitting in a room where we're waiting around for something to happen, and I asked all of them, "What was the best band you've ever seen play at the Nine Thirty Club?" And to a person, literally to a person, it, the whole room. I think said, I remember that. Everybody's like, "Clutch, clutch." clutch. <laughs> every yeah. every single they are person an amazing said, "Clutch." Band. They are really nobody, no, that was, no one did totally not say right. "Clutch," and Rob and I are like, "Hmm." We should listen to yeah. this. <laughs> it was it was really weird because we're you know how many bands have played in that in that club and oh my god and all these people who work there who've been there some of them but, have been like there the week ever yeah clutch clutch, clutch 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 every, but when we like, played the wedding everybody. like the, the cult played there the night before we played there and like was it the cult 
Like, nope, it was clutch. Everybody was like, <laughs> clutch. Was like <laughs> yeah, and and, and yeah. like Greg, like Greg said, there wasn't even like a let me think about. No, it was clutch. Like they were like, oh, it, it was like clutch. they had rehearsed that question, <laughs> and the dudes from Clutch paid them a bunch of money. <laughs> Maybe they did. I mean, it was it was striking. It was striking to me. Out of all the places we played, to see that much of like allegiance to a one band and a band that's not a band that like we because we were expecting like them to say of the Foo Fighters or something like right. that. And like, nope, clutch. Like, what, what year I, was that? God, I don't. I would have. I would have been like twenty eleven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We were very late. I mean, I think I had heard some of their stuff before, but honestly, did not, did not even get on the radar for me until yeah. that conversation. Really, I was like, geez, whoa, we gotta go back and. <laughs> that, and then sometime after that, they, they had a song that was in an episode of Walking Dead that I'm like, who is this? Oh, that oh, yeah. One. yeah I they, think the, they played it. I think it was Regulator. I think it was. Yeah, Regulator, the regu- yeah. and it was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, after that though, we're like, well, we have to listen to Clutch now. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, That's I, I probably their best the, album. I can't believe. It. So it was just I've never had. You know, it's very rare. Like you know, you know, you guys are music guys. Where someone will t- tell you something about a band that you've never heard of at all. Like Rob and I are like, I can't believe I've never heard of this band that you all love. It was so cognitive <laughs> dissonance. Yeah. Well, but I mean, they're, that, they're, they're 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 like you know heroes of that area, like the local. The DC. Yeah. Like so. Well, they just played it at Atlantis, I think, last week, and I saw a clip of them dedicating a song to um the guy from the the Gus from the nine thirty club who just died from cancer earlier this year. And, oh yeah, uh, it was, and they said that yeah. he he mixed their very first show, and so they they're really tight with that whole group. Yeah, it was the anthem they played. Yeah, Neil worked at the Nine Thirty Club, the old one. He was one of the bouncers back then. Oh, did he? Okay, so yes, the singer. Uh, yeah, okay. So that might be a little bit of a tie-in, but definitely anybody who was working there in 2011, you know, didn't know him from those days. True. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't Tommy Victor talk about Neil? Like they had a. They no, about. Like, Craig LaCicero did. I thought Tommy Victor did too. When um, hmm. I don't know, I don't remember that. I thought there was some, something to do when he was. They played at CBGBs or something, and maybe I'm mixing up stories. I don't maybe, know. Might maybe. I was hoping it would jog somebody's memory, but maybe. Another oh, tie into the show, uh, Aftab, my friend Aftab, yeah. who was joined us for the uh, industrial. Version yeah, yeah. Of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to high school at the same high school that John Paul, uh, the drummer, went to. Oh, okay. I think there yeah. was a little overlap as like he was a freshman when John Paul was a senior, but, uh, hmm. so. mm. yeah. Well, yeah. let's play a little bit of this and then we'll introduce the band. Um, well, I mean, the opening track is awesome. So, Yeah, so this is uh, let's see, Neil Fallon on vocals. You got Tim Salt on guitar, um, Dan Manes on bass, and John Paul Gaster on drums. And this was produced uh, also another album that was produced by two people apparently, <laughs> Jonathan Burnside and Stephen Hagler. Um, hadn't heard of any of these either of these guys, so I don't know what else they've done. But I mean, it sounds good overall production. Yeah. 
Sounds really good. It yeah. doesn't sound like uh-huh. really anything after this either. Well, no, I mean, they, they changed their own. Yeah, I mean, that was them changing things for themselves. So. Well, yeah, this, I guess it sounds a little bit like their EP, the Impetus EP. Oh, yeah. 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 But I mean, better. It sounds better than that. But yeah. yeah. This, I, I don't um, know. I mean, I do not have a, a copy of the, uh, what the hell is the name of the Pitchfork, the uh, mm. seven inch with Juggernaut yeah. on it. But I mean, that is, God damn it, Juggernaut. You can't beat that fucking song. Oh, Impetus. That's one too. Yeah. But um, but yeah, they as good as this one sounds, it doesn't. That they they found their own sound. I'd say the next album really on it, and then all well, right, yeah, Correct. yeah, yes, yeah. so, yes, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah this it is, almost sounds like a different band, almost. It, 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 yes, exactly. There's so much yeah. more blues and like you know. Yeah. Let's face it; they, they they definitely started indulging in a certain. Well, I think they probably already. Yeah, were. they they already were, but they definitely, I think, kind of uh, took a swan dive <laughs> into it after after this album. You mean like Space Grass? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see what else they've produced. Though. This album is so angry, and they never went. This is the no, only album that's no, but oh, materially yeah. angry. The rest it, of it, is their I stuff. I mean, is I not. would definitely say you know at this time, like you know, they're 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 still young, and they're still yeah. you know, and that you know maybe as they you know got not too much older realized you know hey you know let's chill maybe, out maybe. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's another thing like yeah. i would need re- to be this angry all the time like yeah. um back it was 96 uh the super bowl of hardcore um back in, in the dc region uh every january uh there was a club called the capital ballroom had the super bowl of hardcore and every year you know agnostic front i think played it every goddamn time uh the second time like in 98 uh dropkick murphy's closed it um, but you know, I saw Warzone, I saw Tree there, uh, Battle of 13 played most of the time, but one way or another, it was all these massive fucking hardcore bands that are all like we were talking about with, with Snapcase that, you know, the, the, the front of that pit, it's not a pit. It's just like a, 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 a just a, just a stomping ground of like this massive humanity all climbing on top of each other, <laughs> screaming into the microphone that the micro, you know, that the lead singer is doing. And it was just, just it's brutality, like it's, it's greatest. And all of a sudden, all of these hardcore bands are playing. I remember, I think, 25 to Life, uh, you know, Rick to Life's band was, the, was the, the closing band leading into Clutch was closing the show. And it was so hilarious to just watch all the skinheads all, like, walk out the front door. And then all of a sudden, all these guys, you know, it's 96, so everyone's wearing, like, their lab coats. And they're, like, you know, <laughs> alien kind of gear and glasses. And I'm like, wow, this is this is weird. And like, we, we start like lining up and they start playing. I'm like, fuck yeah. And this guy's just like, Oh my God, man, clutch, man. I saw it a pit. And I'm like, dude, you weren't here like an hour ago. Were you, you would have seen like a, the, like a, brut- <laughs> a brutality you've never comprehended right yeah. over there. And you're now talking up like clutch. Like it's like this brutality fest. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, you, you need to calm down. And yeah, but when we, yeah, clutch closed, like one of the first Super Bowls of hardcore. And it was hilarious to see the contrast. <laughs> yeah. In 96, that's, they're not a hardcore band in 96. No, no, this was after. <laughs> Yeah, but after it, this self title yeah. came out, so yeah, yeah, yeah. This band, like, like I said, immediately I was into them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, right, I, right away. It, for yeah. me, how I got into them, I don't know if you guys can see this. You probably can't. 
Mm, no, Recognize really. the handwriting, Joe. It's I a tape. We can't see it. It is. Is it that is. a COVID test or a pregnancy yeah. test? <laughs> Can you take it out of the take it out of the um, case? Oh, okay, nice. This is, oh, is that the mine? dub tape that Joe here That's made for me of this band. You know, back in high school, you know, he oh, would always wow. be like, "Man, you need to hear this, guys." So he made this uh, for me, and that is my copy of wow. this album. That yeah, I, I still I produced that. <laughs> but while we're another, this is another one of those times like he pulled, he threw he handed this to me and this band has never ever left my like continuous rotation ever since he yeah. introduced them to me. Yeah, that's actually a, a, a that whole like getting that tape to me reminds me of a time that that's you know again an old guy thing. A sad thing that's gone now is I have yeah. so many visceral young memories of somebody coming over to my house with a tape or like a vinyl record or even a CD being like dude listen to this right now yeah, yeah, yeah. and like just yeah. like slapping it on like the first person yeah. to go and buy it like now you could just like rob will send me i mean we send each other their links all the time but yeah. it's just wow. not the same of like yeah. somebody being yeah. Okay. yeah so like you know like well, I, I, we're, are we we're reminisce talking, of, yeah we reminisce about that a lot with it's the, active, yeah. records active record stores you didn't know what you were gonna find you know? yeah. yeah i miss those like, times first time we heard slipknot yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, the first album. We were like, that was probably one of the last the times that happened too. Probably because we that was ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's active versus passive listening. Some of the links Greg will send me, like I'll forget. I won't even listen to it for mm-hmm. like two days. And when you brought it over to someone's house and put it in their hands or put it in their tape deck, yeah, or put it on their stereo, like. You know, there's no internet, there's no whatever. You're just, yeah. this is the thing I'm listening to, and we're doing this right now. And yeah, you would yeah. just sit there and listen and digest the music. And yep. that's something yep. that very few people do now. Yeah. Flip, yeah, flip, flip through the lyric sheet. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Look at the artwork. Yeah. yeah. Smell it. Yeah. Smell it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to smell the tapes and the book. I don't know why I do that. I had two older brothers. So it was Tim and Steve boys were the ones that were like, you know, making me don't a copy you have of the tape. Three or, older brothers? No, I have two older brothers, one older sister, older sister. and two younger brothers. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> but it was always Tim, like, like would give me the copy of the tape, or we'd listen to it, obviously, together in his room or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was always, yeah, no experience like that, you know, exists anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, it's so, I mean, just going back to the, the Snapcase thing, like, that is the time, I, I think Looking Glass Self was also on the CD thing, but, like, those music, like, the, a lot of the hardcore stuff was, I have the vinyl 7-inch, I got it. Like, it's on yellow vinyl, let's go listen to it. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's a thing that is, like, only in my possession right now. We'll listen to it together, you know? I miss yeah. those times. Yeah. 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 I think that's a big reason for, like, I don't know, maybe it's not for me at least for, for collecting all these vinyl albums now mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's 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 like you said visceral it's a physical uh piece of art or yeah uh, media and um and you can't really skip around on the record you're gonna fucking yeah. play at least half the record every time you, you put it on really. yeah 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 it's, it's, uh, it's, i think that you know just an older guy thing like i've been getting into more like mindfulness and meditation as i've been getting older and trying to find ways to like be in the in the present and so one of the downsides of like you know online music and the availability is like to me music has become very much like a background thing like i work i listen to music on my ipod or iphone all day long but if i come home and now i have like i have my old school like i have my college record player back here and i have my vinyl records like it's actually come and sit in my music room and put yeah. on a record mm-hmm. and like yep. the act of doing that puts me it's in active. a completely different headspace oh yeah and it's and, and then when i but but then i find when i'm listening to something 
as opposed to like if I'm listening to something through my you know earphones doing from my iPhone, like if I'm listening to my vinyl records, I cannot do anything but listen to the record. Yeah. And so I'm looking, always looking for those types of things. And so I, I think it's sad to me that like, like my kids have no connection with that. Like for us, like, I think, you know, that's one of the getting back to it is like, I want, when I buy a vinyl record to me, like I'm getting back to those things and like, I, I'm connecting with it that way. That yeah, is why yeah. my daughter has a turntable. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I think, and, and this is yeah. veering off topic drastically, but I think that. You see all these uh, people on YouTube doing like oh, reaction yeah. reaction videos. Oh, nice, <laughs> beautiful. We're not talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, I have, like I have the German one. <laughs> just tell you what's up my turntable right now. <laughs> I just oh, want nice. to sh- I just want to interject. What you are watching is the equivalent of Greg wanking on a guitar during practice. <laughs> he tries he tries to get you any way he can so he'll start playing van halen or and i'll and i'll jump in and then all of a sudden we're not doing shit that we're supposed to be doing so yeah, metal church <laughs> record is hey you're talking about clutch but yeah metal church, <laughs> right here back to clutch sorry I thank apologize. you greg for their your your incredible insight <laughs> anyway i'm just pointing out that we've been knowing each other forever and it's, no it's that's fine I was just going to say that that there's a lot of popular reaction people on YouTube. Like their whole thing on YouTube is they're just reacting to to music like that they've never heard before. I think yeah. the reason for that is because what you're just saying. Like we like to remember those times of hearing music for the first time and that feeling of it. So because you'll see a lot of like there's a these guys called Lost in Vegas. You probably you guys probably see them. Like they're rap guys, but they listen to metal stuff, right? And it's like they're getting into metal. So it's them actually like getting into metal. Like they're enjoying this stuff and you're getting to watch someone actually get into metal yeah. for the first time. So it's, you know, bringing back those feelings of when you first started getting the metal, you know? So, all right. So before we go back to clutch, one of the segue, just last one is that, so for our cover band, we, Rob and I, I was going to say, I was going to say the same thing. This is, we've been, we've been trying to, uh, we're working at a new singer. Like after 10 years of looking for a singer, we found a guy who like we all can work with, who's really talented. Who's a great singer, but he's young. Like he's, he might not even be 30 years old. I think he's 29. So I've, we were talking to him video, about, yeah. we we're talking to him about Dio and he had never heard, oh, um, 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 Black Rainbow never heard Mob, Dio. never heard Mob Rules. So Excuse Rob, oh, wow, Rob okay. said, listen, Download this on your phone right now and listen to it in the car on the way home and then report back tomorrow. <laughs> well, we, we also we said the same thing. And, and this is exactly going back to clutch is like. I go, I'm so jealous of what you are about to do. Yeah. <laughs> like you are going to drive home and you're going to listen to one of my favorite deal records of all time for the first time. Yeah. And like, yeah. what is what do you remember what that felt like? And like with clutch, it was the same thing. It's like all these people at the 930 going. Clutch, 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 clutch. Yeah. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. I'm going to put on something that all these people just cannot get enough of. Yeah. And that it's, it's really hard to, you know, when you, it was, just, I was so jealous of, I'm like, you were going to just like drive for the next 45 minutes. I can't even imagine what your kid's going to be like. <laughs> yeah. So with that, with that, I mean, he probably had, I mean, his reaction was, I can't believe I've never heard this, which is similar to like when Rob and I are like, okay, we put clutch on. I'm like, well, we screwed up. We should have listened to this. <laughs> totally. Same I thing mean, with like, I mean, another similar band that we didn't, I mean, I don't know if you guys like this band, but like Badlands with Jakey Lee was a band that like I completely blew off when we were in high school, which is an amazing band. Like I put that album on, Dreams in the Dark, amazing. 
Well, I can't believe like, I didn't listen to it. Speaking of Dio, like I never listened to Rainbow, and I got into their stuff like more, more recently. Rainbow oh. with Richie Blackmore, long live rock. Have you long live rock and roll? The first time you listen to that, it's like the skies open up. I mean, it's, yeah, I just, no, it's great <laughs> stuff. Like I just never got God. into it for whatever reason. I just well, didn't. I, like, well, to be fair, like until very recently, probably um, whenever we talked about um, uh, not Mob Rules, the uh, the first Dio album with uh, Heaven and Hell. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That was really the first time I properly listened to a Dio uh, Sabbath album because I was always so like the first, the original uh, Ozzy albums. Those are the only real Sabbath, and you know, they they sounded so different. And then we were listening for this, uh, like boning up for the podcast, and I was like, "Holy fuck, this stuff is really fucking." I mean, I knew who Dio was obviously, and I yeah. heard some of the songs, but and and those two albums now are two of my favorite sabbath albums yeah for sure i mean greg and i had the had the the benefit of having a friend who had an older brother who was a nerd obviously because he hung out (laughs) with us sometimes which i was like we never really thought it was weird that a guy four years older than us would hang out with us but like without that guy (laughs) there's no rainbow there's no deep purple there's no thin lizzy there's no sabbath i mean i got so much from that dude and like yeah i would love he's you know he's 80 years old now greg uh he's probably <laughs> he's probably like almost 60 i would say well he's four years old he's 56 57 and if i saw him you know wherever he's working i'd be like because of you i got all these bands that have been so important to me and i don't know when you know if, you're gonna find him eventually but like you know like joe was yeah. just saying like how could it have been 10 years ago i mean who knows you know yeah. so to have it's so much records. different it's so much different doing it when you're 13 years old than doing it when you're 43. For sure. yeah. well, plus, Wait, are we still talking no about music? Then. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was no internet, so it felt really special when you found this stuff because you didn't totally. know how many people actually, yep. you know, are there 10 million people like this or are there 10 people who like this? And, you know, it's yeah. Like, yeah, but so like for us, so the- like the introduction to Clutch, though, I mean, there definitely was an internet when we met these people at 930 Club, but like I just had not know about this yeah. band. And then to have somebody say like, hey, Here's ten people in a room who are like telling you everyone's telling you this is the best band I have ever seen live ever ever in my life at this place and yeah. we're like holy shit yeah <laughs> I'm I'm an idiot just amazing you know? I mean just amazing it was it was like our, that was my heaven and hell moment or whatever it's like oh my god get to go listen oh you looked at each other like what's wrong with us like why don't we know yeah. this yeah. Hmm. yeah well we can't I'm guessing let... Clutch brings something a little bit extra when they play nine thirty well, that, you know, that probably not to mention, yeah. pumped up being local they've played there right. a lot more time so i mean i'm pretty sure every single time isn't you know that's like home yeah. field advantage yeah, almost. Exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah. like we're we're in our backyard this is this feels like home and we're just going to kick ass and you yeah. probably shows well you know, those people that told us that had lots of other choices and they picked that one yeah. so yeah. that's a good choice though and so we listened i mean i listened to them i listened to this album can't it can't deny it's pretty fucking good yeah, yeah. oh yeah no, i mean it's so i have you just to kind of dive into that a little bit have you listened to more of their like what was the when they told you okay in 2011 they said the best band we ever heard is you know seen live is clutch like what was the first album you went to do you remember it all like i probably went to spotify and listened to the top whatever five songs that were on there and then when i heard it in um that walk because i was walking that's before i gave up on walking dead when they were in an episode i just like this song's amazing okay i gotta go dive deeper well that's on blast timer right so that's yeah, my, yeah. Could yeah. be their well second. That's album that's my favorite album. Uh, I think that's my favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite album by them. Eric, I think, which one I, think I still like the self-titled best, but 
That's my well, second. Wasn't there like a live? Didn't they have like a night live they, at the nine thirty oh, yeah, or something? Yeah. I definitely yeah, I went so, and yeah. watched. And they played like a bunch of old stuff in that. And I that's they, where I think where I went first. Yeah, they 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 tend to do that. They'll they'll give people the uh, you know the locals a little bit of extra stuff than they would um, you know other other shows. So, but because yeah. they don't typically play a lot on this album, like I was going through this album no. recently, mm-hmm. looking at songs that they play live, and there's only a, f- a couple that they really still do live on a regular basis. I think yeah, they still do rats. Do rats a lot, but, yeah, yeah. But we've um, we've learned about how they do their set lists, so allegedly. Um, how they they change them up like almost every show like they let every band member like they rotate who picks the set list oh that's cool each night so you never you never really know what you're gonna get which is cool compare that to a metallica or iron maiden play the same fucking thing the entire tour tour not this tour for metallica they're doing that's true that's true but i mean um typically you're you're right though typically yeah yeah Yeah. and i i get why you'd want to but at the same time i think it's cooler that you know a band that it just pulls out whatever at any given show. Yeah, another band that does that is Fish. And when Spectre <laughs> Oh my lord, are we talking about that? Please, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> nice piece of shit. <laughs> there are some places I will not go. No. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, I no, was no, in no. college in the 90s. It was against the law to not be a Fish fan. So, you know. Uh. I think though, like for a big show like a Metallica, like they, certainly Iron Maiden, like their set list has to be uh, tied to a similar thing in there because of all the production that goes yeah, into it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, like a, if you're a band, like a big, the only big bands I think that can rotate their set list dramatically, like well, Metallica's doing it deliberately, but like like Pearl Jam is a good band, like they can play yeah. a different mm-hmm. set. Like Rob and I yeah. saw yeah. them in New York like about five or six years ago, and they played a completely set different set list two nights in a row, and one mm. night they played like an ad hoc. Um, Doobie Brothers song just <laughs> randomly. Nice. But but that's a like they're never gonna see Metallica's not gonna be like, okay, we're gonna play, you know, some Doobie Brothers fate song. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Which, that would be awesome if they did. But yeah. like yeah, you can't you can't yeah. just improvise your pyro. That's kind of dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, they learn that. We don't want to but, do that again. But, like, like, but for Clutch, though, like, you know, I know obviously the 930 Club loves them, but what kind of venues is Clutch playing outside of DC? You know, like uh, theaters. Theaters, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but are they an opener or are they like a. No, uh, they don't have my theaters, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they, they play the they, anthem. Well, they, they have that, the that anthem festival too. Yeah, yeah but you know, I, I'm not counting. You can't count DC because DC is their market. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like yeah, yeah, when yeah. they go to San Francisco or California, where are they playing? Are they playing like the Fillmore or whatever? Are they playing like a I stadium? Would probably say the Fillmore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like like a Fillmore size. Yeah, I yeah, was they're reading not, they're a lot of like a Merryweather type size. Well, I was reading a lot of interviews that you know Neil was doing in the '90s, and you know. During that time, let's face it, especially the transition in the growth of the band from this into kind of the more, you know, trippy, stoner, you know, rock side that they're going right now. Uh, but they were playing, you know, um, with Marilyn Manson. They did a tour where Manson closed. Uh, they did a huh. tour where Limp Biscuit closed. Oh I think that gosh. was in 97. Uh, wow. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you can imagine. That no, that doesn't work. <laughs> But uh, as much as you say that now, like, you know, Neil was saying, like, in the early 2000s, it's just like doing those runs and doing like they've been they back in the 90s were pretty much touring almost nonstop. Um, But doing those tours with other major bands, you know, the next time they came through there and whoever they might have been, you know, uh, headlining themselves. But, you know, they weren't playing the same size venue, but they come back to the same town. They played with Limp Bizkit and voila, they got 
200 people showing up just for them because of the previous tours that they did. So they really kind of, I mean, I'd say as a, with, with as much, you know, and not this album, obviously, and we should get back to fucking talking about this album, but one way or another, with how many (laughs) different like blues and, and just, you know, uh, uh, you know, with, with how much different influence you could definitely see coming out of the shit that they're writing these days. Uh, you know, there's definitely, I think everybody can kind of take a little kind of, you know, feather from the cap and, and uh, get into it a little bit. And I think from that, just kind of expand. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just randomly talking. <laughs> but Got it. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's also cool that it's the same four guys now that it yeah. was on this album. Yeah. yeah That's amazing. That That's really often. amazing. Yeah. Hey, hey, and the, oh my the, God. Let's face it. And this, the same four guys that the band started with, you know, we were just talking yep. about yeah. Slapcase. Yep. They had a lot of turnover. You look at Metallica, they had, tur- you know, you look at Iron Maiden. I mean, how much turnover oh, did yeah. they have before they came <laughs> yeah. up with their first, like 100, you know. Yeah, Maiden they had like six a, guitar players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and then, yeah. you, know, you know, after they got big, you know, obviously they, you know, bounce Paul and whatnot and, and but one way or another so many of these bands that you know end up with a solid lineup going forward aren't you know normally have some transition in their earlier days this band started off flat out in high school you know playing together and from that have, have just kind of grown as musicians and you know grown as yeah. as human beings <laughs> <laughs> well you could almost think that you know they did get a different singer because Neil's voice on this album is oh my god so much different than yeah albums going forward so yeah do you think uh, it's like a Phil Anselmo different uh I mean, I mean kind of because Phil you know went from almost Judas Priest yeah to like yeah. you know more but this uh, he goes from like just metal yelling into Kind of, he's, he, he's, he's not full on yelling. He's, 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 you know, like in the later stuff, he's now all of a sudden trying to do like a Tom Waits impersonation. You know, oh, I love Tom. Well, I don't, I, I don't think his, Tom Waits too. So. I don't think his voice would have lasted all this time if he yeah, kept doing true. this. Yeah, yeah. trying to do this full time all the time. Yeah, probably not. Um, but uh, it wouldn't fit the music they do now either. Yeah, but. I can't fit. No, f- picture Binge and Purge working well into like <laughs> you know, a set list anymore. I, I really, I can't even picture it would like stand Neil. Out, yeah. I can't picture Neil singing it. I mean, you'd just be like, "Yeah, come on, mother." Uh, you know what? We're gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't really one about stone getting his, stoned? <laughs> yeah, his on stage demeanor doesn't doesn't really reflect anger anymore. Yeah. He's no. kind of a goofball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to like. I was going to talk about this at some point when we we get into the tracks, I guess. But I can just say it now. Like, there's a uh, there's obviously some goofiness in the lyrics even back on this album. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. That sets, that's that totally that's sets, log, I mean, it yeah. sets them apart so yeah, much, yeah. and I think that's Be what bop, resonated bop, 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 a lot. Because <laughs> yeah. when um, the three of us were in a band together, we yes. kind of we we had that like serious heavy metal thrash prong kind of stuff going on, and then we kind of switched i guess we changed our names didn't really matter we never really when we heard this much, band and we're like we should do stuff we, like that we, th- this, <laughs> yeah. this jived with totally our changed. like our attitude a lot more um, yeah. so yeah so yeah. Our, our our we got a little sillier with and 
goofy. Yeah, like, we were almost like, wait, thing. you can get away with doing like almost, you know, we trashy were, riffs and write goofy lyrics like this. Oh, we're gonna yeah. do that. That makes a lot more. We sense. were <laughs> taking stuff out of like weird lines from movies. We were just doing oh, yeah. like Picard lines and <laughs> <laughs> just inside jokes nobody would fucking. Yeah, inside look jokes. yeah, yeah. Well, back in my extraordinarily political focused serious punk band, you know, from '93. <laughs> You know, uh, we uh, never, like, never did anything silly. Laura Lant lives in Chantilly. Always, <laughs> always serious because you know, <laughs> the politics of it is, you know, you know, uh, oral sodomy. You know, you look at the p- true political statement of oral sodomy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Ro- Rob and Greg are just like, what the fuck? Why should we even talk yeah. to these assholes? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we weren't well, cool enough to hang out with Clutch, even though they were kind of local. Yeah, no, <laughs> very local, really. No, no, they, they were way, way bigger than we ever had close to. Because we, well, I guess we never really played for any played with the shows with anybody um, super big. No, no. I mean, oh, I guess another, another silence, silence. Maybe was that be the another the tie? Uh, my friend, uh, um, God. Your friend. Let's just say your friend. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, god damn it! I like when I was getting, I called him up to like get get advice about my marriage. Uh, god damn it, Mike Belt. God damn it. Um, uh, he used to work doors at a number of uh, locations up in uh, Baltimore, and Tim gave him a copy on dub tape of the original uh, uh, demo that they recorded. You know, long before any oh, wow. of this shit. Before you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know. Gave that to him, and he was talking with Neil and Tim outside, you know, the venue at the front door. And you know, Neil starts like talking, like, "Well, yeah, man, we got to make sure that nobody blah blah gets that, or blah blah blah. It's, it's going well, but we don't want anyone to hear it or whatever." And all of a sudden, like, you know, Tim and Mike are looking at each other, and Neil's like, "Tim, uh, you know, I mean, this is this is me remembering a story he told me like probably twenty five years ago." But you know, just like like. Tim had to be like, uh, well, I, I gave him a copy. And so, but and unfortunately, Mike Mike lost that tape in a move that he made after he got married. So, oh. I mean, he, yes, he held on to that pretty religiously. Unfortunately, it is now in the ether of, of humanity. Well, somebody found it and had a good time with it, I'm sure. <laughs> or it just it got would, destroyed. Yeah, it's probably destroyed, yes. Yes. <laughs> it it was a dubbed sick. cassette tape. You got to realize. You know? mm. Is the album cover worth mentioning? I mean, it's sure. It, it really isn't. It's so like it's when weird. you look at it, you're like I well. wonder what this album is like, and then you put it on, you're like, I was not expecting that. Yeah, it could <laughs> it could have been any like alternative uh, album from the early nineties. It yeah. could have been a yeah. good, good alter. Very true. For, for sure. <laughs> or the or like the uh, who was it? Who'd you say the refreshments? Yeah, refreshments. Yeah. Replacements. Yeah. Replacements. Replacements. That's God, it. David. Well, it could have been the refreshments. You know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, he does say yeah, I'm a redneck nonetheless on the album. It does uh, have the classic logo on it. Yeah, it does have yeah. the classic logo. That's true. He's got the, that lamp is very redneck, and he does say redneck nonetheless. Oh, and the, and the uh, wood paneling. On the the wood paneling, yeah. Oh, my in God. every house in the 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. We had that for sure. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did too. Oh. Awful. <laughs> Why was that ever? I want to feel like I live inside a tree. I know. It's so bad. God. I'll make it plastic. Yeah. Make it really cheap that you could break easily. <laughs> Very classy. And I'll uh, say the, 
the musicianship on this album it's good but it's not anywhere near where they get like the gu- guitar wise this is probably the easiest stuff that they've I written mean, mm-hmm. my uh, i was in a band in the you know, 2007 i guess we never ended up playing a show but we did a cover of juggernaut and you know when like when the you know the lead singer was first kind of putting this thing together just like yeah i want to do a clutch style thing and i'm like uh i can't do that so <laughs> another, we start oh. playing just like all right we'll play some we'll play juggernaut and i'm like oh, okay all right so the guitar player starts playing the, the thing and holy shit is that song easy as hell yeah and i was <laughs> so my my mind was blown away i'm like wow yeah, this a lot of the riffs are just I, like. I, I could have done like, this song. Yeah. I could have done this song back in seventh grade, man. This is yeah. well. This band is never um, n- really nothing that they do is you know. Um, I, I would say technically intricate, at least from the bass standpoint. I mean, the drummer is the drummer is very good. Yeah, they, yeah. He, has, he is very good. Has, I mean, they, they do cool stuff, but the the bass player is very just lays down a bass line. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Anyway, I just, they, my point was they've gotten a lot better over the years for sure. But the yeah. the music, the thing about Clutch is it has like a groove to it, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like if oh, they're yeah. able to take something that is like a very like R and B blues type bass, general stuff, make it super heavy, but also like it's it, it, you know they can take it to like a level of like a, I don't know, like almost like an indie album type sound, but then like a super heavy sound. But it's never it's mm-hmm. never overly complex. Like nobody mm-hmm. on a clutch album is going to be doing sweeps or something like that. No, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I mean, no. But you you wouldn't want to hear that though. Like I exactly. mean, no. I think like they they they're, uh, but I I like the way that they they you know their lane works for me. Yeah, they know what they are. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what's so impressive about their collection of music is like you know it never gets old like their stuff is always good i don't know how they keep putting out albums and and like i don't this is great like i don't you know i don't to get get tired of it it's just all (laughs) it's all great would you you argue that the um i mean going back to snapcase like is this sort of a formative record where you see them sort of growing into what they became later or do you guys like where this is some moments stands on its own there, there are a it's, couple. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. yeah, there are a couple moments on this album where it, it sounds like okay, that could be on the the second mm-hmm. album, but yeah. o- but overall, Not like nine, 90 percent is probably yeah. nothing like they've done before. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah. sound it. You know, like they're not really growing into their own. They're more like this is one style we're doing, and then we're going to completely switch it up to a different okay. style. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like we wrote these songs in high school or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does I, have. Yeah, the I don't have that. the. I don't have the the backstory enough to to be able to place it i mean i, lo- I love the record i just you know i yeah. visit a question of well their next record is even better i mean i've, I've listened to probably it half is. a dozen clutch records over the years and not uh, all their second album is probably my favorite so is that I mean, the self that's a that self-titled one self-titled yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's, that's that the one i kind of keep going like, back to myself yeah it's yeah, very good 95 that came out i think so yeah we're like holy shit this yeah. band grew quickly yeah <laughs> And they went through a period, I was saying this earlier, from like, it was like, was it like maybe 2009 to like 2013 or something, where they were putting out albums that weren't that great? Well, Pure Rock Fury was, was not good. Pure Rock Fury, That was the, that, well, that was the first one that was just like, just like, it was so mediocre. Yeah, uh, well, that like, was like, like 99, boring. wasn't it? Yeah. It's kind of my 2001? favorite. 2001? 2001, yeah. Immortal, Immortal is one of my favorite songs of theirs. I love that goddamn song, but. That is the only song on that entire album that is, you know. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. What it was weird because um, they, they did Elephant Riders, which is another good album, and then Great. Pure Rock Fury, Great. 
Mm-hmm. So and that was that was ninety eight, and then Blast Tyrants two thousand four. So it was yeah, I guess you could say between those years, right? Wasn't Jam Room? To, it was Jam Room just Jam Room's ninety nine. Um, I which was also kind of like yeah, I don't have yeah, a recollection a... really of anything standing out on that. Um, I was I was getting concerned, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, but then Blast Tyrant like, came uh, out and was like, oh shit. Yeah, it's like okay, good, they're back. Yeah, yeah, but I was like, I guess they're out of ideas now. But then Blast Tyrant came out, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I think Damn. I have my I think I have my timing off. I think it was more like early two thousands. Yeah. Because Blast Tower it's what, two thousand four. Four. Right, okay. And it's been fine after that. Ever yeah. since then. It's been I think so. Yeah. Well that was strange cousins from the West. That was kinda It's it's not as good as other stuff, but it's still got some solid stuff on it. They yeah, it's so it's, much stuff. It's just still better too. than it's hard Pure Rock yeah. Fury. You just put yeah. singles out sometimes. And Pure Rock yeah. Fury, wasn't that like their one major label release? It might have been. I think it was, and it's just like, ah. I wonder if the, the now they have their label own label. Had, so yeah. Well, now they realize put everything out your goddamn self and own the freaking, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. Yourself, own, own, yeah. Like, yeah. own your own shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We never mentioned that the album title is actually Trans <laughs> Transnational Speedway League Anthems and Anecdotes and Undeniable Truths is the full title of the album. So, Which, did any of you see them on the tour for this album? Uh-uh. I did. That's, they they that's, did. That's where I saw. Yeah, that's where we first saw them when we they, saw them when they opened for Voivod. That's where this was. Ninety. It was ninety three when we saw them. So they were touring for this album at, at the Bayou. So, so the when Bayou, you saw yeah. them, had you did you have the album? Bayou. You saw them and then you went and got the album. That was yeah, our first. That was our exposure to them. Was seeing them live. Was this a thing that you saw and you're like, holy shit! Like I got to go buy this band's album. Oh now. yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like that we were awesome. We were there to see the Voivod, and I mean, we loved Voivod too. But we yeah. were left that concert going. That first band was fucking amazing. <laughs> like holy crap! Yeah. Did yeah. anybody that, care while they were playing? Was it like you know, or was it like you know, crickets? God, I no, can't, people. I, can't remember. I think. I mean, if it was in DC, I would think they. Yeah, people were into it, especially when they played Binge and Purge. Then it got. I yeah, I, I do remember rally. that. Like when they got to that part yeah. of Benjamin there was like a, a good there was like a pit pit going on. Really, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Let's play that. that part right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you don't have to tell me twice. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's get, get back the music to my on. What's well, not yeah, just sure. that part? It's that whole. It's the build there's up. a build yeah. up. Yeah, it's so it's yeah. so like psychotic the way he's just like I'm gonna fucking go through all this. Yeah. Just like he's just uh, simmering. so good (laughs) what's that did you did you guys did you guys just walk out of the show and punch out the windshield um, (laughs) (laughs) remember remember how eric we were talking about rollins anger that's what you're hearing right there he yeah 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 for sure off (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. God, Which is that. so weird because I cannot picture Neil yeah, Fallon I know. in this Not day now, and age. No. He's such a chill, just like, how are you all doing? You know, just like, <laughs> so relaxed and like, no. he's not that guy. No. I so weird. kind of like that guy. I, yeah, <laughs> that guy's pretty cool. Yeah, there's other moments like that on this album too, for sure. A lot yeah. Of, a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, that's what, yeah. like, Bacchanal is possibly my favorite Clutch song because it's just. Really? Or, wow. Oh, yes. That's like yes. my least favorite song. <laughs> oh, man, I. I I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I just—it's the lyrics just struck a note with me, and huh. goddamn it! Oh well, like, that's that's it's, <laughs> that's it's me on. with uh, twelve ounce epilogue. <laughs> Believe it or not, because <laughs> you love soda so much. Well, in high school, I did. That was my <laughs> breakfast. I would like oh, get a How do you have teeth? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> you had a coke for breakfast? Pop tarts and coke. Sometimes yeah. in RC. In high school, not now. Pop tarts? You say pop tarts also? No, not yeah. pop tarts. It was, was just, literally <laughs> usually just coke out of the fridge. And I walked to the bus stop, and that was it. God, we were raised on sugar. God, <laughs> we used to eat. Good lord, that's awful. God, I hated getting up for how many high years school. did you guys work at Pizza Hut? <laughs> well, like Tim, six years. Tim, your Tim, your breakfast was waffle sandwiches for a long time. Oh yeah, that was so good. What is that? A waffle with <laughs> waffles on each side, or no, what? you take you take two of those Eggos. waffles. And you put yeah, eggs. You stick them in the in the, the uh, toaster. toaster. Then you put butter all over them, and you put jelly in the middle, and you just <laughs> and the butter would drip out of the sides. It was like come running down your hand. You're like, oh, I'm so good. <laughs> How I didn't weigh like 500 pounds, <laughs> I very well should have. That, is, that and Mountain Dew and like the most disgusting, oh, awful yeah. shit you can put in your body. We worked at Pizza Hut, and we would take a two liter of Mountain Dew, and we were just. Down one of those on a Friday night when we were working there. Just the because back then, wow. back then, if it wasn't like if it was fat free, it just had sugar. It was like, yeah, yeah everything good was for you. Like, fuck it, snack wells, <laughs> like eating a million of these, you never get fat. All of it was sugar. Like, I think in my high school lunch, it was like bologna and cheese and like Wonder Bread, sugar, sugar, meat, sugar, then like cool, cool range Doritos, carbs, and sugar, then like a Twinkie, sugar, squash it down with like a and then Kool-Aid. like a coke Kool-Aid. and i'm like why am i why am i falling asleep after lunch in math class like, yeah, couldn't I couldn't be all that why. fucking sure you just drank and just ate blood sugar 700 <laughs> yeah like 800 grams of sugar <laughs> span of like 10 minutes and we got off the rails but what we were talking about the soda song anyway yeah yeah, yeah 12 ounce epilogue which was like oh my god he's singing about coke this is awesome <laughs> not cocaine not cocaine no <laughs> no Hold on, it's an epilogue, not about, not about beer. <laughs> no, it was this song. Here, I'll play a little bit of it. This is the riff of the entire song. Yep. <laughs> what he enunciates is so awesome. Yeah. yeah. The horse man. They said that your new generation is pushing up some daisies. I was like, yeah, yeah fuck you, Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> so you were a fanboy for soda back then. That's right. <laughs> yeah, screw you, yeah. suicidal tendencies.
Me I'll and eat yeah, shit right? <laughs> polluting my mind. I mean, it does taste better, I think, than Pepsi. Oh, it's for sure better. Yeah, yeah, it does. I still enjoy. It. Okay, Coke guys, we're not doing product. Now. We're not doing product placement, guys. We're trying to get sponsored. <laughs> I don't drink Coke anymore. <laughs> but yeah, if Pepsi, you want us to pay us, we'll we'll say we like you better. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this podcast sponsored by Pepsi. They are the music like soda company. So. All right, guys, you guys mm. are giving me a headache. I'll try these <laughs> little yellow. Different. Oh. So do you, do you guys know anything about like the this album? I think w- where they recorded it. Like I think they recorded it in like New York first. It was New York. I somewhere. think New York yeah, and Maryland. then San Francisco. I thought. I thought that's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Two like, different. That's why they had two producers instead of here. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't have recorded it anywhere around here. Yeah, I don't know either. It's yeah. interesting. I don't know the story behind that. Um. Yeah, so no, San Francisco. None of us know anything about. It. So Sam, that was too good. Uh, Razor, of a Razor, Razor's Edge Studio in San Francisco, and then um, also uh, Spa Studio in New York City. The Stephen Hagler stuff was New York City, and the um, uh, Jonathan Burnside was California. I don't think you can so, really tell. It sounds. It all sounds kind of the same. Well, like who is the producer? Yeah. On this? is this somebody from New York? No, it's what it, Eric was saying. It just says those producers. two, yeah. There's it's just Jonathan Burnside producer. and Stephen Hagler, those two guys. Yeah. So kind of like Snapcase, actually. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is <laughs> interesting. Yep. Yeah. Only one drummer, though. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think El Heavy Speaks is a lot more like what they would morph into. Mm-hmm. That's probably yeah. the one on this album that's the most like where they would go. Yeah, that that opening riff is it could be on something later for sure. And he doesn't sounds... he doesn't growl as much on it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's. But then they go right into power chords. Like that's an interesting thing about them. Yeah, they don't really do that much. Out right yeah, as much. like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's probably a good thing that you know a good example is like that opening riff is more open notes i mean not open notes but just single notes not so much power chords the wah like they avoided i don't i wouldn't say they avoid power chords but they get more into like single note stuff later on and and like open chords and stuff like that rather than just straight power chords so they they musically like i said the musicianship improved a lot too they got to more different types of stuff so um yeah but yeah, I would, I would recommend Blast Tyrant too if you haven't checked out the entirety of Blast Tyrant. That's a fantastic album. So, oh yeah. So if you guys were to go, if you go to like, I just went to Wikipedia and looked up Clutch just for the hell of it. It labels them as stoner rock. Do you think that's a I fair know. way to yeah. label them? Yes. I don't think no. so. I really? Don't. You don't? No. Don't. No, I, I think know. of stoner rock is like Queens of the Stone Age or Caius. Yeah. Or early yeah. Yeah. groove or early yeah. Queens of the Stone Age. I mean, this. Yeah. This have is you just guys rock, ever listened to Low Rider? Um. It's definitely lots of groove in some of that stoner rock stuff, the early stuff, like That's true. Low Rider. I'm trying to think of who else I've listened to. Who else would there be? Like, um, I think of um, Masters of Reality. What about Mastodon? The birth of it. Stoner mm. rock? I mean, is that close they're, to They're, like, they're more prog. They're, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I, Clutch definitely has some stuff that's like, like Space Grass yeah. is... That's stoner rock, but like as a whole, things, yeah. I mean, that's, well, the biggest thing know. about the biggest thing about them stylistically is is the use of blues and uh, I, I mean, I, I just say tempo wise, they just fit more. I can just imagine, you know, smoking a spliff and 
sitting back listen to this. Kind of like actually, you ever listen to Fu Manchu? I do like. Yeah, I was going to say them too. They're very groove oriented as well. But mm. I feel like a little heavier. I feel like that's yeah. That's the thing. I I feel like it's got to come like from that Masters of Reality Sabbath phase. Right. There's got to be some Sabbath in there. Now that's, I agree, including the band Masters of Reality. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, I feel like the, I don't know. It, was it Chris Goss that kind of whole and genre? Is, mm-hmm. There's yeah. a kind of a happy vibe to Clutch nowadays. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of fun. I think there's whenever got, I hear there there's got to be chords like you were saying they, well, they don't really do chords so much I think the rest is chord based they also throw in random historical knowledge so it's kind of like you get a quiz at the end of the day you know yeah <laughs> <But then laughs> like hot bottom feeder but then yeah. those things I was gonna say then they'll sing a song about teaching you how to make crab cakes so yeah. right you know. and I'm like that's not really st- I don't know that's which is stellar. one of their best songs just like, the whole the yeah, whole song is. Is, is is how to make crab cakes the lyrics are basically you know take ground ground mustard and then put it with your you know lump crab meat and don't buy it from these guys you gotta get it from this place oh yeah and they so do mention I feel area because that's a Maryland thing right so they yeah. Oh, yeah. they mention and they make they make comments about things in the area that like oh old, that's the greatest old stuff yeah. you know and i love that that's kind of cool yeah. too i love that yeah. i feel like it's more in line with like the way motorhead is yeah it's like heavy almost thrash but at the end of the day it's just rock and roll i kind of feel like that's what clutch is yeah but motorhead like is band. so much faster and intense than i know but it's just it's just motorhead, up blues rock and roll, is really what, more groove yeah more groove it's, in yeah this. i i guess yeah, it, it's like, there's an it's argument like heavier blues rock basically yeah yeah, I just mean the way that it's they're kind of their own thing. I don't know. It's just hard to say that they're just a stoner rock band. Well, I'm just throwing that out there because that's what you know. Yeah, the wig, the, know, uh, the internet as. has labeled them. I wouldn't label mm-hmm. them that way either. I mean, I think I it's what I mean. The stoner rock band to me is like maybe like I don't know, like Monster Magnet maybe or like something like that. Like yeah, you know. like when people say Slipknot's new metal. It's well, like Caius. Did you guys I, ever listen to Caius? Well, that's yeah, a little stoner bit. rock band. Yeah, that's that's for me. It is a quintessential stoner rock mm-hmm. band. Yeah, that's a little more stoner. It's heavy and slow and sludgy, and it's got that yeah. swing, like uh, yeah, uh, groove, Sabbath groove. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Spotify labeled uh, Snapcase as progressive emo hardcore. So there you go. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think three of those or two of those names didn't even exist when exactly. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like, emo wasn't even a thing in no. 1992. What are you no. about? I don't even know Snapcase's discography i know they're not progressive <laughs> or emo <laughs> or emo <laughs> all right yeah. um we should play some more of this album yeah let's yeah. see you guys want to throw out some moments some of your favorite moments i, I play anything from back and all fuck you guys for not liking it it's an awesome i don't dislike well, I like it, it. I just, wow yeah <laughs> i was the only one that said that it's not my favorite song on the album now he's like you all hate that song fuck you <laughs> fuck you it's a lot of anger over correctly there. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, Come on, it's, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go. There's a lot of this like dissonant chords on this album too. Mm-hmm. I noticed. This weird like like what chord? I have no idea what chord that is. It's like Oh, there is a moment of this song I do love, which we ripped off too, by the way, an instinct. His voice. I know. 
I gotta play this part. The have mercy. I mean, to me, the vocals oh, yeah. at this oh, yeah. point are, are like almost like a hardcore record. That's, oh, yeah. I was just gonna but, say that if you could put Daryl, you could put Daryl in that and with his scream, and it sound like Snapcase. Yeah, but but the difference, though, I mean, I'm sure as they matured over time, like that. That's got to be punishment for your vocal cords. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be like, okay, yeah, he could I not sustain that for one song like that, that to be mean. like 10 songs of at that level. Like, really, I'm, I'm no. taking it at 11, I'm starting at 11. I mean, yeah. you know, where are you going to go yeah. from there? It's not yeah. sustainable. I mean, this that's, is the part that's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. We kind of ripped that off in instinct. I think a lot of bands had that kind of a part. <laughs> yeah. 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 I appreciate the kick drum there, not matching the riff. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, I was noticing just now the drums on this. Like, he's so much more laid back nowadays. Than, oh, yeah. Like, he's like pounding the shit out of those drums. I mean, it yeah. matches the music. You kind of have to, but yeah. like, uh, just as like drum wise, you could almost think it was a different drummer if you listen to one of the albums from the last ten years by them, because it's just so much more. I don't know. Yeah, but on like doing DC Sound Attack, and he's doing like cowbells and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like this. Didn't we cover yeah. the next track? We did. Yeah, Milk of Human Kindness. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. probably one of the better ones we covered. It's, it's kind of what we sounded like. So. Yeah. That's a great song. I love that. Was that one of those? Didn't we each pick a song to cover? And one of you guys picked this. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Did yeah, I think Phil you picked it, Aaron. Pick this? No, I think actually maybe Phil did pick this. I feel like he did because he was a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot more um, two guitar track like two parts on this album. They don't really do that oh, yeah, much anymore. Because yeah. they couldn't recreate that live, really. I guess Neil, I've seen him play guitar, but I don't think he's really a guitarist. He wrote, right? um, he wrote Regulator, I think, the whole song. Oh, okay. So oh, he, nice. I guess he can play some. Yeah, he can play. Yeah. Um, Rats is one of my favorites, actually, in this album. Really? Yeah, I want to play this part of Monkey Human Kind. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wanted the transition into the chorus. Ride's going crazy. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Basically, using as a crash ride. Uh-huh. It's harmonics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy, but very effective. <laughs> ah so good this is so, so much, much different now than what i think of this band though oh yeah. yeah oh yeah it's not it's not the same band at all no but it still makes me want to go punch something right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then go to sleep aggressive 
There I, is a I, note. I was... There is a note about the um, uh, Ashoga and Marcus that uh, they, they stopped playing it for a while um, live it, because, yeah. of, quote, because it incited people to kick the shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I well, just, I mean, I, I, it, it has like a really awesome, very live sound for a recorded studio track. Like it's really intense, yeah. which I, I don't know. For me, yeah. like those are the things I really like about music. Something that evokes a response like that. Yeah. You want to hear rats, Joe? Yeah. Just a cool, groovy riff. Mm hmm. songs have the title rats this is the second one this year right what we've talked about (laughs) yeah yeah that's a short song that's basically a whole song just yeah just like the groove yep the drumming's a little bit different there Mm mm-hmm yeah there's another song about an animal or I don't have a lot to say about it though. Yeah. That's the one thing yeah, like no. Aaron 13 is definitely the one on this album. It's like, nah, that's fa- the, yeah, forward. that is the worst song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's drags. so slow and you know, yeah. that slowness might fit to like later stuff, but it, it, it doesn't suck, but it's just, you know, well, the yeah. way he sings it too, or whatever you call it. Uh, yeah. it's weird. Kind of <laughs> droning. Yeah. 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 Like he's been tranquilized or something. Yeah. But uh, track 10 is really good. Oh, yeah. Don't hate oh, me yeah. just because I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's play a little bit of that. Oh, we didn't get to the lyrics and now have he speaks, too. We should probably go back to those. Yeah. It's another tagline from <laughs> Flavor Country or whatever. Yeah. Come to yeah. Yeah. It's Marlboro, right? Yeah. Marlboro? Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Um, yeah, that whole like master of the metaphor, that, all that line and how oh, yeah, he yeah. speaks, I, I just think it's really cool. And then the achy breaky eyeball dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking badass at that, that heavy part. Let me see if I can find that. Sounds really fun to play. Mm-hmm. They go through this once, and it's, it's coming up. 
Yeah, they, they repeat the riff. vocals are so it's a little, i'm not, not not death metal but it's like so growly it's like mm-hmm. really aggressive Ugh. yeah well then yeah effigy he's fucking pissed off too oh yeah i should yeah. play that yeah the, the end of the 319 yeah i had the same note <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah his voice cracks too yeah Fade that out because yeah, it's so good. Yeah. All right. Well, what do we think? I like Should it. Should we grade this? Should okay. we grade this thing? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna give yeah, it an A. I'm gonna do it now. Yeah. A. Yeah. A. Uh, yeah, I'll go A as well. And it holds up. Still a fucking good album. Great album. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not wish- a plus, but A. Yeah. A pluses are coming. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, this this it's gonna be a lot of A pluses for this band. This one is close to it, but yeah. <laughs> What'd you give? I it gave to? it a B plus. B plus. Okay. Yeah. I would be in that camp as well because I don't have the history. So just listening to it and how much I liked it, I would give it say solid B plus. Cool. I'm an easy grader. I'm going A. Sorry. <laughs> Don't overthink it, right? There's yep. no thinking going on. I'm trying not <laughs> to pluses and minuses to what they up, but... It's okay. I'm trying not to compare it to what they become, yeah. but it's really hard with this band. But I listen yeah, to this shit, especially this I band. I listen to the shit out of this album. Yeah, but even oh, until yeah. like Wait, what they big. become, like I, you know, the, my visceral reaction to some of the songs is like I want to put my hand through a car windshield. So like, <laughs> yeah. you got to get name for that. I mean, that's some good effort there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> like Debbie well, Gibson probably doesn't give you that kind of. <laughs> you might be surprised, go do but it might. Oh, okay. <laughs> for a different, maybe for a different, a different reason. reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to go smash my head through a windshield right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Well, okay. thank you very much for hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. thank you. Good hanging That's with great. you. Guys. Good talking to you. It's nice to have. It's nice to have a bass player on the show for once. <laughs> we have four, three. Oh, yeah. There's three. three. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, it's nice to be um, represent. It's nice that we're like I, the majority. More than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. You are definitely the majority on this one. Low yeah. end. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We don't get drummers on this show. That's what we don't get. No. Nah. Chris is probably Chris has been on a lot. Yeah, yeah. what yeah. are you talking about? Any Chris, Maiden, he's there. He's the only one. How many <laughs> guitar players and bass players have we gotten? Aftab is a like drummer. Ten. Oh, there you go. Okay. So well, two. Get some of your drummer friends, Tim. It's not my fault. Yeah. Please. I don't have any drummer fr- I don't have <laughs> friends. Have any friends. <laughs> you guys are all my friends. That's it. <laughs> so for for rob and for greg and for tim and for keith and for joe i'm eric say thank you good energy energy aggression power to sum it up it's a vulgar display of power sometimes i think you drink just a little too much blood i'm sorry i'm going to be a bloodaholic but i'm ah! good enough Cutting it up big time. They are miserable slaves of Satan. Look out! Some country coding this. You have to be in the presence of evil. You.